Hey there, this is Denise Lee and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about four main emotional types and we're going to talk about whether or not you are using your personality to make really bold changes in your business. You're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, I just got a couple of things. So I just want to get out the way. First and foremost, I want to thank you if you have been listening for the very first time or you have been listening for multiple times. Thank you very much for continuing to listen. And I'm hoping that this episode and obviously other episodes will be of great value to you. And if you've been loving this episode, I would love it and I'd greatly appreciate it if you would mind writing me a review. I want to send you a little token of appreciation. Just uh, let me know that you wrote the review and send me a message at hello at deniseglee.com. Again, hello at deniseglee.com can obviously be the place where uh, I can get in contact with you and send you a little token of appreciation. In addition, if you have any questions or comments, yeah, feel free to reach me out there as well. And if you haven't done so already, please hit that follow button on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Those are kind of my spots where I am. I'm most active on LinkedIn, so would love to have you in my world there and join just a little more fun, zany, wacky side of me that you'll see on LinkedIn. I'm very playful and colorful with the things that I post. I'm hoping that you will connect with me there. And with that being said, let's get straight into it. Now, there are four main personality types, and we, we can have a you know a secondary, but primarily we have four main personality types of how we represent ourselves in the world. And this is a really fascinating subject because whether or not we like to believe it or not, the way that we show up in the world has a direct impact as to not only what we do in our business, but how we interact with others and our energy levels. Now, this is not about introverted, extroverted, right? There will be kind of some themes as I discuss about the personality types, right? But this is more about knowing who you are and knowing your overall personality in terms of interacting with others. So I just want to let you know that you don't necessarily have to be hard in one role or another. If you kind of see yourself more exhibiting one trait when maybe you're you know, in business mode, but you find yourself in another personality type, and when you're at home, like just make a note of it. Just understand that these things aren't fixed and then life events and family and all those other variables can really influence how you want to show up. And that being said, let's get into it one by one. First personality type is the sanguine personality type. You know them. They're the people who come mouth first into a room and they are the first to speak and the last to listen. They are the people that if you're in a, in a, a group environment and somebody asks a question, can you tell me your thoughts about blah, blah, blah? This person is the first one to speak up and let everybody know what's on their mind, whether or not they were... Uh, <laughs> asked or not and which is really cool we love these kind of people they are the people who um have just that energy and the ability to just to break the silence in the room they can be somewhat um, overwhelming at times i'm not gonna lie because they they're just so much about talking and gregarious and 
just getting all their thoughts out there. They can sometimes feel like verbal diarrhea, but they are so bubbly and there's so much fun and there's so much energy that comes into it that I've never seen any cheerleading party or any type of, you know, rallying event that doesn't have a bunch of sanguines in the room screaming on the top of their lungs so everybody can hear about the parties getting started. Sanguines are just freaking awesome. But please, sanguine, here's the flip side about the sanguine. The sanguine can be rather impulsive, somewhat forgettable, and yeah, sometimes sarcastic. Not everybody's going to like this, you know, the sanguine personality. And Personally, I always thought I was a sanguine myself, to be honest with you. I always thought because I had, I was such a very opinionated person that I was more or less a sanguine. But I am not a sanguine at all. I'm going to tell you in the next uh, personality type what, what I am. But sanguine's not the one. I, believe it or not, I'm very deliberate about the things that I think about. And I'm not really quick to speak. You know when you're a sanguine, when you're quick to speak, you don't even try to formulate all the ideas. You're just quick to just let the whole world know what you're thinking. No apologies and no filter, zero Fs. <laughs> They're, those are the kind of people that sanguines. And one of the things that I would advise you, if you're a sanguine personality, if you're a natural cheerleader, I would say lean into that mess. Lean into... Anything that, you know, makes you hype up the room and get people excited. You guys are the ones who should be doing webinars morning, noon, and night. You guys are the ones who should be doing your own podcast. You're the ones who be doing YouTubes. They're just showing up and just really showcasing your larger-than-life personality. Sengrinds are the room shaker, party starter. You know, you guys are the literally the original OGs of the bottle poppers, meaning like you guys are the ones who get this champagne out and you don't mind shaking it and grooving and having a great deal. Now, all that energy can drain you, Sangrine, if you're not careful. So I would definitely say that as much as you love to party noon and every noon and night, I also want you to manage your energy levels. And for a lot of you guys, think like, oh well, the party won't end. I love partying. But here's the thing: you're even though your body loves partying, right? Your body also needs some sleep. So be very aware of sanguine when your body is starting to tell you, gee, I think I need to slow things down. Or gee, maybe we need to take a nap. Like listen to it. Don't push through that because our body can only withstand but so much. So sanguine, party. Get that party started. Get energized, but also understand and put some breaks into yourself. Like if you've been going hard and strong for 12 hours, you know, meeting and meeting and grooving and looking at uh, uh, meeting different people and whatnot, like say, hey, look, I have a hard stop at 7 p.m. I have a hard stop at 8 p.m. Like set a time in your schedule, Sanguine, where you're like, okay, I'm done talking. I'm done meeting. I need to give that rest. Or perhaps more, this is what I've mostly heard uh, from other clients who are Sanguines is that you guys are so hard, strong about just meeting as many people and as getting your name out there and, and meeting people that you neglect other areas of your life. It could be your health. It could be your family. It could be um, some other issue, issue or matter of port, importance in your life. So Sanguine, I, I also want you to make sure that you balance this with everything else that you've got going on. Don't feel like you have to be just going full throttle on everything. Now, I just want to let you know that there's nothing wrong with being a sanguine. It's just, again, moderate your energy level and make sure that you're also, when you're you're kind of talking and being energized, that you also 
you know, monitor the room, check out how other people are kind of receiving. You may be energized and pumped up, but the other people in the audience may feel rather uncomfortable because you're not letting other people speak. So always kind of scan the room, assess what's going on and allow for breaks in the conversation so that other people can join in the conversation and you're not dominating. Now, if you're obviously in a group situation and there's a leader who recognizes the fact that you can go off the rails, right? Then they will self-correct, they will correct you. But please self-correct yourself so we don't have to have people more or less be our verbal babysitter. Okay, now let's get into uh, the next one, the uh, choleric. These are the natural leaders. These are the people who are opinionated. These are the people who have to say something. They have a lot on their mind, and they don't really, unlike the Sangon, they are more deliberate on making sure that key ideas and key things are being focused on. These, these um, they may come off a little bit as a reserve, but when they talk, boy, they talk with power, and boy, they've got a lot of things on your on their mind. Can you guess what kind of personality I have? <laughs> you know, you're talking, to, you're, you're rather not talking, you're listening to a cleric right now because you know, for me, you know, when I'm saying something, I'm reserving all of my firepower, all my energy for just the right moment, just the right ideas, just the right frequency, and just enough power because that's how I operate as a cleric. Now. Some people may feel intimidated by the cleric. Some people may feel like, okay, you're overly opinionated. Maybe you're too judgmental. And it's because clerics, we think we know everything. <laughs> we think we know freaking everything. It doesn't matter if we're new to the scene. It doesn't matter if we don't even know anything about how the, like, the program or the operation works. Like We're going to come and just weigh in, give our two cents, and not really care. That's just how we roll. Now, because we're so analytical, the clerics, because we are, you know, thinking so much about, you know, the everything in its totality, right? That's why we kind of come off as self-righteous and, you know, more or less uh, very opinionated because we are heavy, heavy on the analytics, heavy about analyzing, heavy on trying to figure out uh, a holistic solution. And for a lot of people, especially, you know, the same guy I might look at and go may feel intimidated or the same guy I might say, hey, look, I've got opinions too, right? So you may feel like a little... Um, tossle back and forth with the sanguine. Understand that this is this is natural. Even though it may appear that the cleric is a extrovert, the typical cleric is not the, an extrovert. A cleric is more or less someone who. Um, can get very moody, very detached, um, because we've oh, the cleric has been processing and analyzing, and the only reason why it's come forceful and comes with a strong opinion is because we're just we just want the we want order, we want structure, we want to be able to have things in line and and making sure that everything works functional. So if you're a cleric, okay, understand that some people might be intimidated by all the awesomeness that is you. Um, some people might feel a little intimidated by that, but understand that um, you you do not have any apologies for being a natural born leader. You should not apologize for being able to come with decisive ideas at just the right time, right? Just make sure that you're mindful and you speak with nuance and, you, and you're obviously uh, aware and sensitive to the needs of others. Because even though you may be feeling like you've got the great solution, unless people also feel like they're, they're 
input. Their ideas are just as important. They're not going to go along with your plans. So this is just my personal experience. And I'm hoping that if you are a cleric, um, understand that it is freaking awesome that you're a cleric, but um, understand that not everyone else may feel like it's a, you know, cleric is a great idea. And, you know, I, I touched about earlier about the moodiness of the cleric. You know, the reason why they're as moody, a little, you know, a little grumpy, cleric can be considered grumpy, is because things aren't going the way that we want it, the way that things should go along the plans. And I just want to have a newsflash for you. If you are a cleric listening to this, is that the world won't revolve around you and your ideas and what you think is great, even if you have that magic wand. Because people just like yourself, want to do things their way, even if their way is not productive or even if their way is actually more hurtful and more damaging to themselves in the long run. But that is not your problem, cleric. Here's, um, Here's another thing about being a cleric that I want you to understand is that you're going to have to master the art of letting go and letting people make their own decisions for their own lives. I know that you want to be able to fix things and I want you to be I know you want to be able to just make different decisions for others so they don't have to bumble and fumble but that's just not how it goes. Let people make their decisions, lay out the options, let people know their options, but you know, let Unless you're in a leadership position when you can affect change, let the chips fall where they are. And if you're feeling frustrated, cleric, you know, that means that you need to either A, revisit the kind of clients or the company you work with, or you need to revise your um, expectations of the situation. That's just my advice about for you, if you are cleric, how to kind of navigate. And cleric, you should be working for yourself if you haven't done so already. Cleric, you need to be working on that side hustle, get that support if you are, because being employed or being under somebody else is going to make you go up the walls bananas. So any way that you can do and you can shift and uh, expand your business or start your business, do it now because you're going to go insane if you are if you're a natural cleric and you're working for someone. Or if you're going to be a if you're a cleric, then you want to be obviously in a situation where you can affect change. Those are my uh, uh, two cents on that. Now let's move on and talk about a melancholy personality. This is the person that you, they wear their, they can be considered, considered wearing their heart on their sleeve. They're the ones that are considered that they are more emotional, more touchy-feely. And they, and, and this, for me, like as a cleric, and I look at this, the, um, the, the melancholy, it, it, it does rub me. It, it grates me for some time. But you guys are awesome because while I am more head first, you guys are heart first. And sometimes we need to have decisions made from the heart. Sometimes things aren't, aren't logical. Sometimes we need to lean in with how we feel about decisions. You guys are making the color in the world. You guys are creating new, wonderful, artistic things. You guys are embodying of compassion and love and caring. So we need melancholy people. You guys are the the heart check for how things work in society. We need you. But here's the thing. Sometimes you're melancholy. If you're melancholy, you guys can be so overwhelmed with emotions to the point where it causes you to be in a deep funk, a deep depression if left unchecked. Because here's the thing, melancholy person, the world is not fair. 
We can't control how people behave. Just like how I said earlier, we can't control. That means people can be jerks. Sometimes people can just do mean things. And as much as we want people to be nice to each other and be more compassionate, people are just going to be jerks and people are going to be selfish and people are going to be self-seeking. Do not feel, uh, if you're a melancholy person, that this is somehow your fault or somehow that you can convince people, no matter how, and set the example of being nice, that they will automatically be nice back. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Melancholy person, if this is who you are, I don't want, and typical melancholy people that I know, you guys are like um, in social services, um, social work, some type of teaching, some type of mentoring, some type of doctor, caretaking role. That's like your, it's like a moth to a flame to you guys. Like you guys are all over that, those roles where you're helping and nurturing and you're guiding, you're mentoring. And here's the thing. That that you know, uh, uh, who's that? Susie Nightingale. I'm gonna I'm garbling that name, but the the Nightingale complex where you want to just be able to like swoop over and rescue people, right? Here's the thing, melancholy people. There are other people who are wolves <laughs> that will try to take advantage of this. So my my best advice for you guys, if you are if you embody a melancholy personality, is to make sure. That while you're having a, a good heart and helping people and being supportive, you also protect yourself because I, I just have to assure you that there are people who are and will take advantage of your kindness and your generosity and who you are as a person. So just guard, you know, the people around you. Guard, like, making sure that the people who are in your world really appreciate your work and what you do and they don't try to um, manipulate you and force you to do things that you're not comfortable or you're not ready to do. I don't want you to feel like that is an excuse, like, um, to... um, hurt yourself, right? All in the name of people pleasing, all in the name of just being kind because there's no, there's nothing kind about letting someone walk all over you. And Molly Connie person, if you are in business right now, if you're an artist or someone who's self-employed in a helping position, I want you to put up some boundaries. I want you to put up some safeguards to protect not only your own emotional well-being, but your financial well-being as well. Because um, melancholy people are also very prone to being swindled, also being prone to being conned at, or maybe a little too optimistic about certain things or outcomes. So guard yourself, set up good expectations for yourself and for people around you. And don't, and, and sometimes I know you guys want to see like the, the, um, you know, that they've got the glass half full or half em, uh, empty. And I know you guys see the situation always half full. Sometimes you have to also understand that you have to plan for the worst too. You know, as much as you want to be optimistic, melancholy person, I need you to, you know, also plan for the worst, even though I know that you want to see everything <laughs> um, as a, a positive uh, thing. So, all right. Now, the last one I want to talk to you about is the phlegmatic. These, this is the most introverted of the personality. This is the person that, you know, if there's like, let's say there's this bombs exploding or there's just some kind of chaotic madness, right? The melancholy person is sitting in the back, sitting in the chair, looking around going, what, uh, okay, I, you know, so if there's something crazy, these are the people who like, um, 
are not really rattled. They're not very emotional. They are the people who seem very chill, calm, collected. Um, they are the calm and the height of the storm. They are the people who's going to be telling everyone to think calmly, think rationally, be be uh, not eat, not rattled. They are very cool and calm. Now, sometimes. As a cleric, I look at the phlegmatic people. I'm like, why aren't you guys more excited? Why aren't you guys more emotional? We need to, we need to do something. We need to like make some change. And the, the, the phlegmatic person's like, I, I don't really want to make the change. I don't really want to do anything differently. I just want to just chill out here. And that's the thing about the phlegmatic person is that the phlegmatic person is really just trying to maintain that status quo. The phlegmatic person is really the, the person who's just saying like, I just, I don't want to rock the boat. I want to just keep things as as it is. I'm not trying to mess up stuff. I just want to just have things normal. And so phlegmatics are really guilty, you know, of not trying to, um, what's the word I'm just looking for right now? Phlegmatics are the people who are, are most likely like trying to keep everything as it is, not really trying to, I wouldn't say not grow, but just not have the environment either within themselves or other people change. If you are a phlegmatic, I need you just to move when you are facing an obstacle or when you're feeling like you're overwhelmed. I know that it may feel counterintuitive because you're feeling so cool and calm that, you know, if you're facing a dangerous situation that you just need to weigh all your options and think through and kind of process everything. But this whole analysis paralysis is not making you achieve anything. So, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. If phlegmatic, if you have just been mulling over details for way much longer than you know you need to, make the move, make the change. Don't make excuses for yourself. Don't tell me that you need more evidence. The average phlegmatic is a master librarian of information and details and you know collections of all sorts of sources. For, um, and you guys have it. You collect, phlegmatics are masters of information and data keeping. So if you feel like you've been stuck, odds are phlegmatic, you put yourself in that sticky situation where you're not willing or able you're not willing i shouldn't say able because you have the power phlegmatic but you're not willing to make the change i'm going to encourage you to make the change if you've been wanting to do something in your life personal or professional most likely when i use when i talk with phlegmatics they've been thinking about running starting their business rather for the last five years or something like that and they just need that big kick in the pants or the, my average phlegmatic it's their business is starting to grow out and they don't really know what to do in terms of hiring or outsourcing and all that stuff. Look, you know you need growth. You know you need change. You know that you need to do something different. So I'm encouraging you, if you're phlegmatic, do not make any more excuses. Do not pretend, you know, that like, well, you can just deal with the status quo. It's not going to happen. I just want you to understand that being a phlegmatic is a wonderful thing, um, but it can definitely have be a double-edged sword because you, as much as you guys are relaxed and contemplative, you also are curious and diplomatic and you can really come off as really charming. And So there's so many wonderful things about who you are as a phlegmatic, but the thing that I've noticed about phlegmatics is that you guys are very slow to move. You guys are very slow to make decisions, especially in, in, in a state of crisis or in a state where you are feeling very comfortable in your situation, but you know, like, 
you're afraid of the change because honestly you guys are sometimes you guys are afraid of what lies on the other side after you make the action after you you make the decision and i know that sounds scary but that's just part of life we're all experiencing new things certain things are uncomfortable certain things are aren't for certain like there's nothing for certain in life there's nothing for certain for certain things to happen no matter even if you have all the ideas and all the data and all the supporting evidence to back you up and you make your decision and things may not always pan out the way you want i'm sorry but that's just what it is all you can do is just take your best most best educated guess and just press through because that's what all life is and and just because you got stuck and once you do something doesn't mean you have to stay stuck you have the power within you so i've outlined the um the four personalities cleric sanguine melancholic phlegmatic what are you what's your personality i love to know want to talk a little bit more about it obviously hit me up at hello at denisegelee.com i mean obviously there's pros and cons with all different personalities but there's nothing good or bad or about each kind of personality there are virtues um and and each one it's just being able to recognize it playing up to it and just recognizing where we need to grow and improve because that's what life is growing and improving so thank you so much for listening and i'm hoping that this was really beneficial for you and i really enjoyed talking about the subject. And with that being said, take care and be awesome.